Whether you're getting married in the spring, summer, fall, or winter, there will likely be some elements of your day that will be outside. Today, I'm sharing with you seven tips on how to have the best outdoor wedding. From what to wear to what to plan for, we are covering it all. And regardless of where you are in your wedding planning journey, this episode will be super helpful for you as you think through how the elements will affect your plans. If you're listening to the episode in the car while driving or working out or cleaning the kitchen, the episode show notes can be found at verveventco.com forward slash 44. This is another super short but packed episode and I'm excited to share it with you guys. So let's go. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. The holidays are here, and that means a lot of things for couples. Some of you listening are probably getting ready to ask the question or propose and or you're hoping that it's going to happen, while others of you are quickly realizing it is time to buckle down and get serious with planning your 22 wedding because it is here. Wherever you are in your wedding planning journey, make sure you check out our wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. And as a thank you to our podcast listeners who I love so much, you can get 10% off your entire order with the code podcast during checkout. Again, visit shop.verveventco.com and use the code podcast during checkout for 10% off your entire order as a thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. Also, for the month of December, I am opening our gifting suite for all of my podcast reviewers. So if you would like to receive a gorgeous hand-lettered ornament by Rock Pen Inc. that says your names and Engage 2021, so Mike and Des, Engage 2021, or if you are married this year... It could say Mike and Des married and bright 2021 or 2022. All you have to do is leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and include your Instagram handle so we can get your mailing address and we will send you your ornament. If you would like the ornament to say something else like our first pandemic or whatever, you know, just your names like Catherine and Tristan, that's totally fine. Just let me know and we can probably work it out. I am working with, again, Rock Pen Inc., our local calligrapher here to produce these. I did these last year and they were awesome. Everybody loved them. Um, But make sure you get your review in so we can mail the ornament to you in time for the holidays. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, just let me know and I will send you something else from our gifting suite. And now back to today's episode. Hey guys, I hope you are doing really, really well. I am recording this episode super early in the morning because my daughter has a tummy ache and I figured I'm awake, so I might as well get the day started. How are you doing? Today is actually Cyber Monday, so you're going to hear this episode a week late, but I hope your Thanksgiving was really nice if you're listening in the US. If you're listening somewhere else, I hope you had a really great week too. We kind of took the week off. 
And on today's episode, I am sharing with you my seven tips on how to have the best outdoor wedding experience from what to wear to what to plan for. I'm sharing with you all of my strategies for outdoor wedding elements. They're in no particular order, but the last one is really my favorite hack of all time. So make sure you listen for that at the end, number seven. As a quick update, you know, we had a really nice Thanksgiving. We were with family. We didn't do any crazy shopping at the malls or anything. I did a lot of shopping online, even with my local vendors or local stores. We did some of that online shopping. I just didn't want to feel like fighting against the crowds at the mall and waiting in line. And I heard that there weren't really that good sales at the mall. Let me know if it was different for you all or if you had fun. We did go. One of my favorite memories from shopping on Black Friday was probably 10 years ago at this point where we didn't have any kids for sure. And we were still living in D.C. I went with my mom and my sister and just me. And my husband stayed at home, of course. And we went to the Outland Mall. So we had a fairly early dinner, a Thanksgiving dinner, like around four or something with family in D.C. And so we said, we have nothing to do. Why don't we go to the outlets? And we left our house at around 10 p.m. that night, got to the outlets because I think they opened right at 1030 or something. And we didn't come home until six in the morning. We did not intend to stay out that late, but we were at Burberry and we had we were at Theory. And I think my mom got some stuff at Coach and we had Brooks Brothers and we're like, let's just do, you know, the sales were good then and the lines weren't bad. We just, we were just having fun. So it was kind of funny when we were driving back at 6 a.m. and I was like, I should probably text my husband and make sure that he knows that I'm safe and not trampled in some giant, I don't know, stampede at the, at the outlet. I don't know. But anyways, it's one of my favorite memories just because it was fun. And it was a bonding experience for my mom and my sister and I. But we haven't done that since. Now we kind of just Zoom online and talk on the phone and shop online in our pajamas, which is also very, very fun. I felt like, I don't know if you guys feel this too, but I was feeling very stressed that a lot of stuff was going to be out of stock or sold out. So even when I was putting together lists, you know, because I put together wish lists for my mom and my husband's mom, because they do a lot of the shopping for both families and for the grandkids, my interns. And I felt like some of the stuff that I was finding for them this week or last week was already out of stock or quickly becoming out of stock. Like it was like, like some stuff I went back to was already out of stock. So it was kind of making me a little bit stressed because I just don't want to have to find more stuff. And I know this is definitely like a first world problem of getting stuff for my kids. But I also know that it's kind of stressful for my mom and my mother-in-law to be like, I don't know what to get the, the grandkids. What do you like? So I think putting together these lists and helping them shop is very, very helpful for them. And they feel less stressed because they're like, okay, great. Like I can choose from any of these things that I know that the kids like or and are into right now. So anyways, that's my life. Oh, also, I did last week publish the holiday gift guide of 2021. If you go to the blog and search gift guide or just go to verveventco.com forward slash gift guide 21. It's awesome. It's all of the stuff that I think is super adorable. Hopefully it's not out of stock, but there are some really cute things for people that like to work out for my organizers and planners out there. Um, There's an adorable calendar. I actually linked to one in Etsy, but I got the one from Lindsay Letters Co. It's the creatives calendar. It's a whiteboard. It's amazing. And I'm so excited to hang it up in my office. I'll make sure to show it with you guys. I just, I love calendaring. I have like four count, three 
three calendars in my office right now and we have another one in the kitchen. So I am super excited for that. But there's lots of cute stuff. There's definitely some dresses from Rice because I love my rice and I feel like they fit my petite body really well. So anyways, check that out, verveventco.com forward slash gift guide 21. All right, on to today's episode. This is about how to prepare for the elements at your wedding, whether it's indoors or outdoors, you're probably going to have some part of it going to be outdoors. A lot of people like to take photos outside because you have better lighting and photographers usually prefer it because it's usually more scenic than being inside, depending on your venue, of course. So this is gonna focus on the outdoor elements. So they're in no particular order, but number seven is for sure my favorite because it's like my secret hack that I share with everybody. Okay, so number one, plan for the worst and hope for the best. This is probably not gonna surprise you, but as a planner, it's important for me to always be two or three steps ahead of my clients when it comes to formulating whether contingent plans and backup plans for our day. Now, if you're planning an outdoor ceremony or reception, Definitely make sure you think through and have contingency plans for extreme weather. And I know everyone says this, but they don't talk about specifics of like what to plan for. So today I'm going to give you some examples to help you think through what could go wrong on your wedding day. So if you're getting married in the warmer months, I want you to think about what you will need in case of extreme heat or rain. This summer, I had a wedding scheduled for June 6th, and we live in upstate New York. So summer doesn't really arrive here until mid to late June or even July. It can be chilly and rainy in May. It's even known to hail in May when I graduated from Colgate. Go Colgate. In May 21st, it rained and poured that day. It was horrible and gross. And then it hailed that night. I don't think it actually snowed, but it definitely hailed. And my poor aunt that was coming in from Indonesia basically got pneumonia. I felt sorry for her, like really bad for her because the weather was just horrible and people think it's summertime, but it's not yet here. Anyways, so June 6th, we were planning for an outdoor ceremony with one of my couples and it was overlooking a really pretty vineyard. Seneca Lake was behind it. We knew we were going to need a tent in case it rained. So we reserved a clear top tent for our ceremony because it wouldn't block the view of the vineyard and the lake. The venue wasn't super jazzed about us building a tent. So we spent hours going back and forth on when they would allow it to be constructed, what time it could begin work, how long is it going to be up for, when are the guys going to be loading it, all this kind of stuff. So, well, what you know, because we spent so much time on our backup plan for rain, Mother Nature decided to surprise us and give us a super hot, unprecedented 90 degree day in early June. We were hoping that if we reserved the tent, we were going to end up canceling it because the weather was going to be pretty. But what we didn't know was it was going to be super hot and that we're going to need to cancel the tent because it was a clear top tent and it would basically act as a greenhouse for the heat on top of our guests. And it was going to be make it super, super hot. So we did cancel it. Had we reserved an opaque or a, you know a solid tent, it would have provided shelter from the rain, but also provided shade on that really, really, really warm day. In the end, you know, the couple was fine with it because they really wanted a pretty view of the lake anyway. So our guests just had to be in the heat for a little bit and not in shade. But luckily, we did have a patio at the winery that was tented that we did tent and keep that tent. So our guests enjoyed tasting the wine and an artisanal cheese display. So they did have some shade before the ceremony and they didn't want to leave that shade because 
they knew they were going to be out in the sun for the ceremony. But we got really beautiful photos and I think it turned out really, really nice anyways. So definitely think about if you're going to need a tent, not just for rain, but also for extreme heat. I know people don't love the look of tents sometimes, but sometimes you just can't avoid them. I promise you, your guests will really appreciate having some kind of shelter from the elements, whether it's a lot of rain or a lot of, lot, a lot of sun. So definitely keep that in mind if you're getting married in the summer or spring. Now, if your wedding is going to take place in the fall or in the colder months, a tent can also provide heat and insulation. So unless you're living in California, it is important to think about what guests will need if there is an unexpected cold snap in your area. So if guys, if guests are uncomfortable because they're cold, they're going to remember that about your wedding and it will affect their level of enjoyment. So just think about your guests and how comfortable they're going to be if it's cold and you don't have a tent or even tent heaters or heaters, those portable heaters. So I highly recommend that you reserve a tent with some heaters and tent sides in case it gets cold. You can always cancel them. There probably will be a cancellation or deposit that you're going to lose, but it's I always recommend it's better to have it and just forfeit some of the deposit than trying to look for it and not have it. And I think definitely with COVID and the pandemic, tents are on a a shortage just because restaurants need them. Other people are having outdoor events that they normally wouldn't be having them because they'd be having them indoors. So get on that earlier rather than later. A lot of my couples reserve the tent as an insurance policy and hope that they just can cancel it and forfeit the deposit if the weather is 100% perfect. But Almost all of them end up keeping the tent because something unexpected happens uh, because that's life. And they're actually really thankful that they went ahead and reserve it. And like I said earlier, definitely ask for those tent sides. Tent sides are the clear panels that come down when there's rain. So the rain actually stays outside the tent or if it's cold and it keeps the warm air inside the tent. It's like the insulation. So if you're, or the tent walls, tent sides, tent walls. So if you're thinking you're gonna need these, make sure you specify with your rental company to add them or include them and show you how to open and and close them so that you can actually use them. Okay, so that's tip number one, thinking about extreme weather that could be on the more unexpected side. Okay. Tip number two is talking about your photo locations and having backup photo locations. Going along with having backup plans for your guests during the ceremony reception, it's also important to think about contingency plans for your photos. Again, a lot of people think about where they want to take photos during optimal conditions, but you also want to know where you might need to go if there is a sudden cloudburst and you need to seek shelter or it's really, really hot and people are dying and it's and they just need some shade. If you're getting married in the winter, it's important to think about how much daylight you will have for photos as the sun will set much earlier in the winter than in the summer. Also, going along with the whole photo thing, if you're getting married in a more urban setting, like in the city, it is important to consider if your preferred photo location also is going to have other wedding parties try and take photos there too. So you might end up, you know, I love this one place. I love seeing photos of this one place. Let's go there. And then you get there and you're like, oh, there's like three other wedding parties taking photos here. So have backup locations or even call ahead to see, like, do people have reservations at this place to have photos? 
steps taken so that you can plan accordingly. Some public parks and museums and monuments actually also require that you have a photo permit to take photos at that place. So make sure you plan ahead and check that out and look into it and get the permit ahead of time. Otherwise, they can sue you if you don't have a permit because you didn't apply for one and make you take down your photos and all this kind of stuff. So just look into it. Also, another thing with the summer months, if it's a more popular place like that's going to have tourists, I know when we were in DC, the Tidal Basin was always a pretty spot. Monuments were always a pretty spot, but then there's going to be tourists, especially during like the cherry blossoms. So think about if there's going to be tourists at your particular spot for whatever reason, or even just other photo, like photographers that want to be taking photos of wedding parties, family photos, that kind of stuff. So think through those items with your photographer and your wedding planner and have some backup locations in case you're not able to go to your first choices. Okay, that's tip number two. So tip number three is preparing for extreme heat at your outdoor wedding. And we did talk about this a little bit, but I'm gonna touch on it some more. So if you're planning to take photos outside at your wedding, do think about and put on sunscreen and pack extra sunscreen and reapply it after you've been taking photos outside. I have had brides with sunburned shoulders, which is no fun because they were outside taking photos. I've also had grooms who didn't have as much hair on their head get sunburned on their head because they were outside taking photos and they forgot to reapply their sunscreen. So definitely think about sunscreen. Another idea for extreme heat, more for the groom than for the bride, but also for the groomsmen is to pack extra button-ups so that they can change into them if they sweat through two or three of the shirts because they're taking photos outside. And I know that really sounds gross, but a lot of guys sweat through their shirts and then their jackets. So it really helps to have an extra shirt or two to change into just so that they can feel refreshed. The photographer will appreciate it too because they don't have to do as much editing of the sweat stains on their jackets. But really, like I think the guys just appreciate having another change of clothes because they get really sweaty and having a fresh shirt or two is really nice to change into for the reception or for a cocktail hour, etc before they can cool off. So definitely think about packing an extra shirt and use that sunscreen. Okay, so before we get on to tips four through seven, let's do a quick recap. So tip number one was plan for the worst, hope for the best in terms of weather. Tip number two is talk through your photo locations and think about backup locations and permits. And tip number three, which we just said, was preparing for extended exposure outside, like getting sunburns or sweating through your clothes. Also, this is kind of random, but I heard on this podcast, you can get these neck fans. They're super cheap. They're on Amazon. I will link to them in the show notes. But I think having a neck fan like in between photos would be really, really handy. The people talking about it on this other podcast, I think it's called G Thanks Just Bought It really convinced me that having a neck fan would be perfect. I want to get them for when I'm watching the kids' soccer games outside. But anyways, or photographers, you probably would appreciate a neck fan too. Anyways, moving on. Okay, tip number four, order umbrellas. This is always a question my couples ask me as their wedding approaches, which is, should we order some umbrellas? I always say yes. I would much rather have cute, clear umbrellas standing by just in case and not have to use them that I can return rather than feel unprepared and having to scramble at the last minute if we really want outdoor photos, but it's raining. I will link to the ones that my couples use and purchase on Amazon. They're the Totes brand. I think Kate Spade also has some cute ones, but they're more expensive. But hopefully you won't have to use them, 
but you just never know. Also, sometimes photographers and venues have umbrellas too, so check with them and see if they have any, what color they are, in case you want to use them, and but you want them to look a certain way and match your aesthetic. So that is tip number four, is looking into umbrellas. Okay, and now, Tip number five, this is one of my favorite ones. Another fun and easy but impactful idea is to have appropriate hydration stations or beverage stations at your wedding. This can be at your wedding ceremony when guests arrive and they are able to sip it and enjoy it before the ceremony starts or at your cocktail hour or both. So if you're getting married on a particularly warm day, I think it's very thoughtful to have a beverage station to help cool off guests at an outdoor ceremony. This can be something that can be really simple, like lemon water or cucumber water, or something more elaborate with lemonade and sparkling waters, or you can go the more bougie route and have either a station or tray past champagne when guests arrive, mimosas, whatever, whatever your favorite drink is, a cocktail. There are lots of different levels of this idea depending on the style and budget of your wedding, but I think definitely having hydration stations or beverage stations is a nice surprise and doesn't really take a lot of work. Now, if you're getting married in the cooler months, I love the idea of serving hot cocoa, hot cider, mulled ciders, or even hot toddies if you want something boozy and warm to keep your guests warm during a colder ceremony. Warm drinks are always welcome on a cool day and are a nice way to welcome your guests to your wedding. Also, you can also have this at your cocktail hour too, but fun signature cocktails are always a thing that I like to do. So think about that, but also having water, lots of water, if it's really hot, is very, very, very helpful. That's something that we added last minute to that June 6th wedding that we had that was super hot outside at the vineyard. Okay, number six, order pretty scarves, blankets, jackets, or matching wraps for your wedding party. So this is another idea which you've probably seen, but I do think it's nice to have matching or coordinating fur wraps, scarves, muffs, and blankets for your wedding party. The blankets make really nice favors for wedding guests that are outside during your ceremony. So that's something to think about if you have budget for having more of them for your wedding guests or just having them for your wedding party is really, really nice too. Lots of wedding parties have used denim jackets as part of their wedding ensemble, and I think they look really nice if they're done well. Or if you're the bride, I love a good leather moto jacket for a more edgy look for your wedding day if it's colder. I just think it looks really, really, really chic. So that is tip number six, which is something to put over your shoulders. And now tip number seven, which is my favorite... Packing hot hands for your outdoor fall or winter wedding. So on the opposite side, if you're getting married and taking wedding photos outside and it's cold, I highly recommend purchasing hot hand packets or hand warmers to keep in your pockets during your photos. So the beauty of these is you can put them also anywhere. A lot of people put them in their pockets or in their gloves, but I like to tell the bride and the, the the ladies to put them down the back of their dress, down the front of their dress, in some 
lingerie, if it will fit, like literally just stuff them anywhere they will fit and they will help keep you warm during your photos. Definitely doing inside pockets is easy too. And guys have jackets so they can keep them in their pockets. But a lot of times the women don't have pockets. So I just say like stuff them down the sides of your dress and they will keep your backside warm and also like keeping them in your bouquet. If your bouquet is big enough, it will hide it keeping them with your hands is really nice too. So that's definitely something to consider. I have definitely sat in cold, old, drafty stone churches in New York and been so thankful that I had the hot hands to keep my body warm and not just my hands because literally it was like 40 degrees inside the church. I will link to them in the show notes, but you can order a box of them from Amazon and distribute them to your wedding party and your wedding guests if you're having an outdoor ceremony. And I promise you people will be really, really thankful that you have them. And then if you guys are football fans and you can just use them at the game, literally you have so many uses for these hot hands, I promise. I also used to give them to the teachers at my kids' school because they had to stand outside during preschool drop-off, and they really appreciated having the hot hands. So promise you, they're really cheap investment, but they're going to go a long way in keeping you all warm at your wedding. And that is it for today's episode. We'll do a quick recap before we wrap up on tips for keeping you all hydrated, warm, cool, whatever, for your outdoor wedding. So tip number one, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Tip number two, talk through your photo locations and think about backup locations and permits. Tip number three, prepare for extended exposure outside, hot or cold, but having you know sunscreen and extra shirts is really helpful. Tip number four, order those umbrellas. Five, Provide a beverage station with either flavored waters, sparkling waters, champagne, or warm drinks like malt cider or hot cocoa for your outdoor ceremony or cocktail hour. Tip number six, incorporate coordinating scarves, wraps, blankets, or jackets. And tip number seven is bring hot hands, hand warmers for your fall or winter wedding to stay warm. This is also a great tip for engagement photo shoots. So if you're taking photos outside for your engagement photos and it's going to be cold, definitely pack the hot hands and they will help keep both of you all warm. And that wraps up today's episode on how to prepare for outdoor weddings or ceremonies. For the episode show notes and links to what I talked about today, go to verveventco.com forward slash 44. Again, that's verveventco.com slash 44. You can also get the links to everything that I talked about to today. So definitely check it out. As always, if you have follow-up questions or want to talk more in depth about something that you heard today, please leave the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave your Instagram handle and what your question is, and I will address it in a future episode and follow you back. And also while you're there, please let me know what you think of the format. Do you like the solo episodes? Do you like the interviews? Do you like both? How is the length for you? Is there a sweet spot for you as far as how long the episodes are? 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour? Please let me know. I read every single review and I want to know what you guys want. And don't forget, if you are listening to this um, in December, leave the review and I will send you a holiday ornament, but you have to put your Instagram handle so that I can contact you and get you your ornament. Or if you want to just DM me and send me your email, if you're not comfortable leaving, if you don't have an Instagram, that's fine too. Although I don't know how you would do that. Anyways, send me an email. Okay. 
Also, I made a coupon code for all my podcast listeners for the template shop. So if you want to save on any of my wedding planning templates, I should have done this much earlier, but use the code podcast during checkout for 10% off anything in the wedding planning template shop, which is at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. Now, next week, I am talking to Lauren O'Brien of Lauren & Co., another wedding planner, on how to get exactly what you want from your wedding vendors. We talk about expectations, boundaries, and so much more. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. After that, I am talking to my gifting expert, who also does all of my client gifts, Alexandra Puccini from Lavender and Pine. And I'm so excited for you to listen to her episode as well. That is it for all the previews. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I will see you all on the gram at Ask the Planner Podcast. Please follow me and I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you.